Welcome back to the Play Action Pod. And obviously, this one is a little bit different because um, you could see our faces. And uh, we finally decided to, you know, put a camera in front of us and, you know, record our podcast so we can get out on the YouTube. So, uh, you know, a huge step for us. I think it's our 23rd episode. Is that right? Episode 23. Episode 23. We're previewing another great week of college football as, uh, you know, the season comes to an end, unfortunately. You know, it's that's the sad part about November. I know you mentioned that in our last episode, how, you know, November is the best, but also the worst. Because, I mean, it's like prime college football, but, you know, it's just, it's just coming to an end, which sucks. So sad, but... You know, we still got some great matchups coming up, you know, obviously starting with this week, you know, we got Utah and Oregon and then UCLA and USC. And then next week, you know, we got, you didn't, mention TCU, you didn't even mention TCU Baylor, which we're also going to kind of talk about Yeah, today. I'm, but, not, I'm not as excited about that one. Oh, you're not? Oh, I don't know. I think it'd be a better game than some people anticipate, you know? I'm just worried because, you know, Baylor got dogged last week, so. Yeah, that's true. But we'll see how it goes. Though. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But like you were saying, sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. You're talking yeah, about you rivalry know, yeah, week. just rivalry week next week and then you know conference championships the week the, after the week after so. which uh yeah a lot, a lot to look forward to but you know i think we're going to kick this episode off by uh reacting to the most recent college football playoff poll and you know i want to hear your thoughts on that brock yeah you know it was it was good you know i didn't really have any complaints you know the top four stayed the same as it should they're all 10 and 0 undefeated you know they kind of control their own destiny for all four of those teams which i'm okay with yeah tennessee sitting right there i think you know should one of those teams lose i think tennessee should be the team that jumps in to replace one of those teams yeah, that's fair lsu high at six uh, i'm okay with it you know for now they got the they got the great wins over you know alabama and then ole miss and then just that unfortunate loss to, to tennessee at home usc kind of sitting there at seven uh, personally, I think USC is playing for it all right now. You know, this I week? I think, well, just in general, the rest yeah. of the season, I think they control their own destiny to the playoff. You know, that might be that might be a hot take, but I genuinely think USC controls their own destiny if they beat, you know, UCLA this week, Notre Dame next week, and then, you know, whoever they play in the Pac-12 championship that is sure to be ranked. So You think they control their own destiny? I think they do. I think if they win out, I think they have a spot in the college football playoff. So what if TCU runs the table? Um, and, and also USC, you still think they st they get in ahead of Tennessee, who is most likely going to win as well? I think they do. I really think they do. I ahead know. of Tennessee? I think they do, yeah. Really? Because one, they'd be a conference champion, which I know the committee likes. Yeah. And two, you know, they would have just as many top 25 wins as Tennessee would. Really? So, Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the next three weeks are going to be oh. most likely top 25 matchups. Yeah, so, you know, Notre Dame, UCLA, and then, you know, whoever they match up with in that championship game. So I really do think, you know, USC controls their own destiny. I know that's a an unpopular opinion, but... That's a hot take. That's a steaming take. I think they definitely do, 100%. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of what USC... You know, I think I think it should be said, though, the odds of USC winning out are probably slim. Slim to none. I think they lose at least one of those games, but the opportunity is still there, though, you know, for those boys. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Oregon State jumping in to 23 helps out their resume as well. Yeah, definitely. Gives them their first kind of ranked... Top 25. That's their marquee win so far. Yep. On the road up in uh, Corvallis. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. I mean, they only won what? It was it 17 to 14? I think it was. Yeah. Oregon State gave them everything they could handle that yeah. day. So 
So, I mean, them being in the rankings obviously helps them out for the moment, you know. We'll see how Oregon State, you know, they, I, they got Oregon in a couple weeks, so we'll see how things play out there. But, you know, you got anything else to say about the, the poll? Um, yeah, and then just kind of, you know, towards the bottom, obviously Notre Dame, you know, we talked about it just a second ago with them being ranked at 18 is very big for USC. And I think it's also yeah. pretty big for Ohio State, you know, should they – lose to Michigan, I think having that, that win to fall back on yeah, no might, might help them out in some tiebreakers that they might need yeah. with the other teams. But, you know, uh, Oklahoma state jumps back in after, you know, it seemed like they were the favorites to win the big 12. Yeah. And then they were kind of, they had a couple weeks that we don't really want to talk about. Yeah. Crazy losing streak. Mm-hmm. I think they won or lost like three out of four. And one was like, what blowout 48 to zero shutout win. Yeah. Lost Kansas state. Yikes. So, which yeah. I mean, Kansas state is looking to be pretty good. Yeah. You still, know. you can't lose 48 to zero. I'm sorry. That's yeah. That's, inexcusable especially this you know late in the season too. yeah but i think something worth mentioning you know is the acc you know north carolina at 13 clemson at nine do you think the acc has been eliminated you know based off of those numbers i would think i think the where they are positioned right now with clemson at nine and north carolina being nine and one and having what three eight and two teams ahead of them yeah. i think they're done i think they're eliminated yeah just no respect like, you know, Florida State being ranked helps and NC State being ranked helps, but they're just, there's so many two loss teams ahead of, you know, one loss mm-hmm. ACC teams that I just think, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah. I, uh, I was listening to Joel Clatt this morning and uh, he said he prays to God that Clemson doesn't get in the playoff this year because if they go against Georgia, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Yeah, and I'm right there with them. It's just, you know, that loss to Notre Dame is so I know Notre Dame drank, but it's just so bad. Yeah. Like, they didn't they did not it wasn't have a even close. They did not have a chance. We both picked Notre Dame for that game because I mean I on I expected them to beat Clemson. Yeah, it wasn't even like we were looking for upsets that week. It was like we had watched Clemson play majority of the season and we were yeah. just so unimpressed by what they do week to week that yeah. it was it was free money basically. Yeah. If we you should. if you bet on Notre Dame that game that's free money free money just handed so. out free money at that point because i think clemson was favored they were yep. they were favored going on the road against notre dame but uh yeah i think the acc you know kind of a down year for them clemson usually fighting for you know they, they they're one of those powerhouse you know schools to be able to compete yeah, and I think the respect does go to Clemson, though, because I think the ACC usually is a down year. But yeah. Clemson has always been so good that it's, like, pulled the rest yeah. of the ACC up a little bit. So yeah. Clemson kind of having a down year has just totally crashed. Yeah, and I'm pretty high on Clemson. You know, I like their, their traditions there. And I, Joel Clatt also mentioned that, you know, not a lot of teams or not a lot of players – transfer out of that school mm-hmm. like it seems like they get there they love it and they stay there and some that are nfl you know pros- prospects they seem to stay there extra years as well so i mean what they're doing over there is great but it's just you know the quarterback situation right now just seems to be what's holding them back and i wonder if you know they went with Cade, you know klubnik the whole season and kind of let him grow throughout the season if they would be in a better position. For the yeah. Playoff. Because then they just throw them in that Notre Dame game and they were like, all right, figure it out. Yeah. I think, I think DJ started it and then he kind of, he came yeah. in. Yeah. And I think he threw a pick. Yeah. So 
Gotcha. Well, anyways, you know, I think we should jump into games of the week, you know, starting with USC at UCLA, obviously a top 15 matchup. This one's been anticipated all year. UCLA is coming off that, you know, down loss to Arizona last week, kind of got exposed by Jaden Delora, that left-handed quarterback at Arizona, who I mean, is really good. But um, anyways, you know, USC, they've won the last five out of seven. What are you seeing from this matchup? Yeah, I just wanted to start off by first saying, you know, big congratulations to UCLA. They announced that they're sold out the Rose Bowl. They sold out the Rose Bowl. 70,000, yeah. Really? So I know Wait, they still have- Yeah, that's not a sellout. Well, they still have some of the tarps up, but okay. I think they, they they sold out what they have been selling this season. That's kind so, of cheating though. It's well, just tarping off the, the seats that you didn't sell and calling it a sellout. Come on now. I think attendance records in general. Yeah, that's double any. That's double they've anything they've had all year so, so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, props to them. Yeah, big, big shout out to UCLA. It's going to be about sixty thousand USC fans there this weekend, <laughs> and about ten thousand UCLA fans. But yeah, if that. But yeah, this is a great game. You know, when we talk about two of the you know premier quarterbacks, not only in the Pac-12 but in the nation. You know, mm -hmm. you got to think of Caleb Williams and, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah. So they've both been fantastic this year and they've both kind of led their teams to, you know, awesome seasons. And I think it's going to be an absolute shootout this Saturday. You think? I think this has the potential to be, you know, just a, a 50, 50, 60 kind of yeah. game. Yeah. I agree. So. And I know I've referenced Joel Klatt like twice already, but in his show this morning, he was like, because he's calling that game with J Gus Johnson, he texted him and he was like, buckle up and Gus is like why he's like 62 59 <laughs> that's all he said dude it was hilarious but yeah I agree I think it's gonna be back and forth offenses both defenses you know we've we've uh you know we've been questioning them for a while obviously I mentioned Jaden Delora kind of exposed that UCLA defense and uh Utah exposed that USC defense as well just what is it with Lincoln Riley and his teams unable to play defense I don't know. They are he brought always, that tradition with him. They are always offensive juggernauts. Yeah. But then they just can't play a lick of defense. And yeah. it just always costs them. But Yeah, it really does. I'm interested to see kind of what it looks like for USC this weekend. Obviously, no Travis Dye. So it kind of makes them a little bit one-dimensional without their star running back. So it's going to be, you know, Caleb Williams probably throwing it, I, I, I'd assume, like 50 times. Yeah. So... He's going to have to carry most of the load for this USC team. And then... And different for UCLA. Yeah, for UCLA, it's it's like how many times can, you know, Zach Charbonnet touch the ball? You know, I Probably, think yeah. I think he's got to touch it at least 30 times. Yeah. Because USC's run defense is very, very poor. So if I'm UCLA, I'm looking to hand the ball off as much as possible in this game. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's a physical running back. I, I don't know his size, but huge. I, I, know it, I know he's huge. It's yeah. up there. And uh, we saw that he was very effective against Utah. No, yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's been doing it all season. He's a true, you know, NFL running back. And I think he's going to have a successful career in the NFL too. So I think, you know, that's kind of the real matchup that I'm looking out for is, is kind of Caleb Williams versus this UCLA secondary. And then along with that, uh, Zach Charbonnet versus this USC run defense. Yeah. And I was sad to hear that, you know, Travis Dye obviously went out with the injury because, you know, we wanted to see that, trio matchup that we were kind of talking about earlier this year you know being dtr charbonnet and bobo versus williams die and then jordan addison yeah which, and I, which I know you said that the ucla duo or trio you said that they were better i did i did 
And I, yeah. I still kind of hold to that. Yeah, that's you know that's fair. I mean, so, it's definitely very comparable. So I, I, I think Jordan Addison did play last week though against Colorado. So it's good to see him kind of come back yeah. and be in the fold and be healthy again for USC. But you know, this is going to be an absolute shootout, and and I'm excited to kind of you know see how this game ends and it's going to be one you're going to want to tune into because it's going to be a photo finish. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be somebody making an insane play to win the game. I think. Yeah. It'll be an exciting one. I mean, high scoring, but you know, who, who do you got winning? I mean, prediction, man, you know, this is a pick em. This is a pick em. Yeah. This is a, who has the ball last. Yeah. Who's going to win the football game or whose defense can play not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, for this one though, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with USC. And I think okay. I think Arizona really exposed a lot of weaknesses that maybe were kind of hidden for a little bit with UCLA. Cause even when they went up to Ots, and I know they gave up 45, but they didn't look terrible on defense. Mm-hmm. It was more kind of a, you know, you know, respect to to Oregon. Yeah, and it was it was a fast paced game as well. Exactly. So I think Arizona showed some things that USC is probably, you know, licking their chops. You know, they, they liked a lot of the film that they got from mm-hmm. Arizona. And I think that's going to be the difference. You know, I also think, I also think it, I, I'm not joking when I, when I'm serious, it's going to be a heavy USC crowd. I think there's going to be a lot of USC fans there. How embarrassing. And it's at the Rose bowl, but it's going to be like the Coliseum. It's going to be like a home wow. game, I think for USC. Yeah. So I think that will play a difference too. And I think Caleb Williams has the ball last. And I think he makes, you know, just that one play that yeah. gets him over the line. Yeah, I agree. I got a USC as well. I think that their offense is better. I haven't been too high on UCLA all year, honestly. Yeah, and, uh, the same way. You know, they kind of got exposed by a not so great Arizona team last week. I mean, we saw Utah a couple weeks ago, kind of hang a good number on those guys. So I didn't think Arizona was that great. Beat UCLA at their place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think UC- USC is definitely a better team than Arizona, and they will find a way to, you know, you know, give them back-to-back losses for sure yeah. against UCLA. Anyways, you know, let's keep it in the Pac-12. Next game, Utah-Oregon. Utah's won the last three of the four in this matchup. And, uh, you know, a lot of question marks with Bo Nick's health. But um, what what are your thoughts on this game? I think that's the biggest question mark. I think if Bo Nix doesn't play, I think it it completely changes what yeah. Oregon's going to try to do. I think they're going to go really one-dimensional and try to run the ball and establish a run game. And if they can't do that, then yeah. I don't really see them having too much success against a really experienced, you know, Utah secondary. So I think if Bo Nix doesn't go, I think it I think just the game doesn't turn out to be that close. Really. With that being said, though, I do think Bonix is going to play. I, I have been reading reports saying that there's potential of him being out. This is too big of a game for Oregon. You know, this is their season on their line. Bonix understands that if he is physically capable to go, I, I'd be shocked if he yeah. doesn't. Even if yeah. he's only like seventy percent, I think he he will go and at least try to give it a try. So I I personally expect Bonix to play. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. And this is Otson. Yeah, this is, you know, before Washington went in there and won, it was what, 20, 23 game win streak, I believe. Something like that in Autzen. So second longest active streak. Yeah. So teams don't go up to to Eugene and and win often. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of, you know, that loss, 
last week, you know, you do you think this team is going to be discouraged or motivated, you know, going into this matchup against Utah? See, you would think that they would be motivated, kind of understanding that, yes, the playoff is now done, but you, you still got everything to play for. You still got a Pac-12 yeah. championship. You still got a Rose Bowl. So I would think that would motivate them. But I think the news of, of Bo Nix potentially not going could yeah. kind of maybe stir some some weird feelings up there, yeah. up there in Eugene. But I think we'll see a motivated Oregon, especially with, you know, what happened last year. Yeah. Utah embarrassed them twice. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think that they're going to be out for blood. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to want to at least kind of write that wrong. Yep. At least, you know, for what happened last year. So I think Oregon's going to be ready to play. And I think Otson is also going to be ready to play because, you know, those Oregon fans, they got a lot of passion up yeah. there. And they're not going to be, you know, happy with the team, you know, embarrassing yeah. them like yeah. they did last year. 100%. It's going to be personal for the Ducks. But, you know, are the Utes ready for this game? I know that they've kind of had some injuries as well. Um, you know, what are you seeing from the Utes? Yeah, I think this is the this is probably going to be the healthiest Utah has been since USC, I want to say. Since after that USC game going into the bye. You know, Cam Rising looks like he's back. You know, he's back ready to go all healthy. Knee looks to be good. Yeah. So I think we'll see the best Cam Rising. Saw him last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he looked to be pretty good. Yeah. So, and then Dalton Kincaid looks to be back. I think Coach Witt said that, you know, he was expected to be at full health this weekend, okay. which is good to hear. It's good. But I think the, the most underrated thing for this Utah team is Tavion Thomas. Huh. With the performance that he had last week yeah. against Stanford. I know Bald. it is Stanford. But if he can keep that going into this this game against Oregon, I think it's going to be you know a real plus for the Utes. Yeah, hundred percent. They like they need him. You know, get the run game going to be able to uh, you know release some stress off of Cam for sure. Like I said earlier with DTR, same situation. Yeah, and this Oregon secondary isn't isn't fantastic. We saw what you know Michael Penix you know Junior did to them. I think he threw yep. for over four hundred yards. Yeah, so. I think that's going to be something Utah wants to attack is attack, you know, this, this Oregon secondary, but they're going to also want to be balanced. They're going to want to run the ball and then, you know, kind of open up the play action game to be able to pass as well. So this is an intriguing game. I think, you know, with a healthy Oregon and a healthy Utah, both going at each other, I think it, it yeah. could be one of the, one of the best games, you know, in the, in the pack, not even in the pack, just oh, in the just nation, in the well. nation this year. You know, I think, I think Bonix not necessarily being healthy is is going to hurt that, but I think it's still going to be a fantastic game, you know, yeah. this Saturday. And uh, you know that one's going to be ten thirty p.m. Eastern time. So you know, try to stay awake for it because I mean it's going to be one of the best games of the week, and like you said, maybe of the year for sure. So I mean, with that being said, prediction. They just don't lose at Otson. They don't lose at Otson. I, I said that last week. I think Bonix. I think Bonix is going to play. Yeah, and I think. He will have enough. This team's going to be motivated, especially with that what happened last year against Utah. They're gonna they're gonna want to at least avenge that. Yeah, they're gonna want to keep their season alive. There's a lot riding on this game. I think Oregon gets it done because I just I just don't see them losing back to back at Autzen. Yeah, you know I hope I'm wrong, but it's it's a tough place to play, and there's a reason it's a tough place to play. So I'm gonna go Oregon ever so slightly though, and that prediction also depends on Bonix playing. Okay. So you think if Bo doesn't play, it's it's Utah? I, I'd pick Utah if okay. Bo doesn't play. Yeah, because Oregon, I mean, Bo Nix has been that, that piece 
you know, for Oregon all year, which is something we didn't expect. He's the glue, I would say. He was the glue. I think they have all these puzzle pieces. I think he's the one that glues them together. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, I think we both didn't expect that going into the season. Yeah. I'm going to go with Utah. You know, they've been the most consistent all year. They they blow out the teams they're supposed to blow out, you know. Dropped an early game to Florida. I think it's pretty excusable in uh, the swamp. And, um, you know, I think UCLA caught them on an off week. And I think Utah has been rolling ever since then. So I like the Utes in that one. And uh, let's see, last, you know, top three games of the week. It's going to be TCU at Baylor. The reason we stuck this one in there is because, you know, it's very telling for the college football playoff. I know that Baylor got blown out last week by Kansas State. But, um, you know, if Baylor is able to pull this off and beat TCU, it would really shake things up for the whole country. I mean, everyone's kind of just sitting there waiting for TCU to lose, and they haven't, you know. We thought they were going to lose last week to Texas. They were underdogs in that game. And, uh, you know, they got it done. Not in the most traditional way, not in the TCU traditional way we've seen all year where it's been an offensive game. You know, it was more of a low scoring victory for them. But, you know, TCU, they won six of the last seven matchups. But, um, you know, what are you seeing from this matchup between Max Duggan and uh, Blake Shapin? Yeah, this is this is a weird TCU team because I think you're right. I think everybody's just waiting for them to finally lose that game to be like, oh, they don't deserve the playoff yeah. anymore. So, But it just hasn't happened yet. just hasn't happened yet. And I think the most impressive thing about TCU's win last week is they did it in a different way. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen that defense play like, you know, they did last yeah. week. So that was, that was a nice surprise to see that, you know, if TCU needs to grind out, you know, a hard fought victory, especially on the road, yeah. you know, at a tough place to play, mm-hmm. you know, at Texas. So, you know, that was kind of refreshing and that, that was good to see, you know, TCU kind of give us something different. It did kind of didn't really sit right with me how their offense did struggle because I think, you know, Max Duggan is capable of moving that offense along. And I think they should have been able to not really have troubles with Texas's defense personally, but a win's a win. You know, they move on to the next week. And I think for Baylor, you know, they are technically still alive here in the in the Big 12 uh, Mm -hmm. conference, but, you know, they need a little bit of help. So, you know, they're still technically kind of playing for something and, and they're going to want to, you know, come out and, and upset TCU this weekend. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, TCU, like you said, been impressive all year. Offensively, I say we just jump right into predictions right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. Go ahead. You pick first. Um, I picked against TCU last weekend and I was very confident in that yeah, prediction. so was I, and I, I picked against them as well. I did not think that they were losing or winning against Texas on the road. So with that, I am going to go with TCU this weekend. I think that Baylor has been just too inconsistent for me. Yeah. It seems like, you know, some weeks they show up, some weeks they don't. Maybe this is a week that they show up. Yeah. And if they do show up, I think they are capable of pulling the upset. Yeah. But I, I think TCU, they kind of see the, the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, they're so close. They've already clinched their spot to the Big 12 championship game. So now they're just playing strictly for playoff up yeah. until that game. So mm-hmm. they're going to try to to not only win, but win big, put some style on it. Yeah. And, you know, I like TCU to win this weekend. I like TCU as well. I think they need to get the respect that they deserve because I know everyone's been critical of this team. You know, all the, oh, it's been comeback wins, you know, strength of schedule, blah, 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 whatever. 
I think last week's win was their marquee win of the year. And this is why better than Kansas state, because, you know, we think back to what was it, week two or three, Alabama goes at Texas and only wins by one. I mean, TCU just took care of business. I know they only won by a touchdown, but that was a better win than Bama had against essentially Texas's backup. I mean, Quinn was hurt half that game. They had a whole healthy Quinn for the entire game and TCU went in there and beat them better than that. But no one's talking about that. Everyone just talks about, oh, you know, it was Texas. They only won by one touchdown. Keep in mind, Alabama only beat them by one point earlier this year. So I think that's a point of emphasis for this team. And I feel like TCU doesn't get enough credit for that win last week. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, that's, it was, it was a hard fought victory. And I, like we talked about it after, after the pod that week, you know, I was like, that's the easiest pick I think I've ever made. Cause I just had no belief that TCU was going to get it done. And Sure enough, you know, they went they and proved us wrong. They proved us wrong. So I'm a TCU fan this year. I want to see them went out and get in. Personally, I, would, I think I put out a tweet on the Twitter account and I said kind of, I think TCU deserves to get in the playoff. Yeah. But if we're being honest on a neutral side against Georgia or Ohio state, that line is at 14 to 17. Yeah. So if TCU does get into the playoff, I just want to see him compete, you know? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to see, you know, Georgia run straight through them or Ohio state run straight through them. Yeah. I want to see like, you know, maybe like a, like a touchdown 10 point game. Yeah. Kind of so. similar to uh Cincinnati last year. Exactly. You know? I just don't get blown out. That's all I ask. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, I honestly think they could compete. I know that Georgia has been, you know, looking great all year, but I think they could compete for sure. I think they definitely have a better chance against maybe like Ohio State yeah. than they do, you know, Georgia. Yeah, I agree. Um, a couple more topics I want to cover before we wrap things up. You know, Lane Kiffin, Auburn, Auburn rumors. I want to hear what you have to say about that. I've been hearing so many reports from a lot of Auburn kind of reporters saying maybe today's the big day. And I'm yeah. like, you know, big day for what? Big going, day for what? Going through all the, the comments and they're like, wow, Lane Kiffin's actually coming to Auburn. Oh. So I personally don't think we'll see anything until at least after the season. Yeah. Or at least I would hope so. You yeah. Know? Or maybe even into bowl season. I just don't like when coaches leave their teams like, yeah, early. Give up early. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like You can tell the guy like, hey, like. I'll be Auburn's next head coach. Yeah. But like, don't announce anything. Keep it down low. Let me finish yeah. the season, you know? And I also hate that people go out of their way to negotiate with coaches during the season. Yeah. That should just be like, that shouldn't be a thing. I don't like that at all. Uh-huh. We saw it happen last year with Mario Cristobal in Oregon. So if you're going to go out and get your guy, that's great. Just wait until the season's over, yeah. in my opinion. But I've been seeing a lot of, you know, Lane Kiffin to be the next Auburn head coach. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. I mean, it's just rumors for now, right? It's just a speculation. Yeah. Nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed, but it seems like serious speculation. Like Auburn fans are like 90% sure that this is happening. Whoa. So that's crazy. I mean, within the conference too. I mean, that'd be wild. Yeah. I think someone called Ole Miss a stepping stool school. Ooh. And I was like, man, that is brutal. That is brutal. Ouch. That's tough. Yeah, I think I think Lane Kiffin, if he does end up going to Auburn, I think he would do a great job over there. Yeah, he would obviously yeah. have better resources to recruit because you know, again, no disrespect to Ole Miss, but Auburn is you know a traditional better football school. Yeah, so their resources are going to be better, their recruiting is going to be better, and you know Lane Kiffin will have everything at his disposal. So yeah. 
It would be an interesting move if he uh, heads over to Auburn yep. next season. Um, that leads us into our next segment, which um, I have a question for you, Brock. What are your top four teams right now without looking at the rankings? This is going to come very controversial to a lot of people. And it's just what I honestly believe. I believe that if you put these four teams on a neutral site against anybody, I think they would be favored. And I think they'd probably win the football game. So I'm going to start with number one. I think it's going to be pretty obvious. I'm going to go with Georgia. Yeah. I think Georgia is the most complete football team in the country. And I think that on a neutral site, I think they beat anybody. Okay. So they've yeah. proven it at home. They've proven it on the road. I just think they're the most complete football team. My second team is going to be Tennessee. And I think, you know, besides the, the Georgia game on the road in Athens, I think Tennessee is a very complete football team. Their offense is high flying and then their defense does enough to, you know, usually get the job done. So Tennessee would be my number two team. Number three, I'm going to go with Ohio state. I think Ohio state's offense okay. is electric, absolutely dynamic, very hard to stop. And, and just one of the most complete units, you know, in the NCAA. And I think their defense does enough too to kind of, you know, to win the games, be a good compliment for them yeah. as well. And then my fourth and final team, which is going to come as a shock to people, I'm going to go with Alabama. Ah, oh, come on! I I know Dude. I know that's gonna that's gonna not sit well with a lot of people, but doesn't sit well with me. I honestly believe that if you take Alabama and say like TCU and put them on a neutral site, I I just think Alabama is favored in that football game. Same okay. same with Michigan too. I just think I think Alabama is just you know they ran into a good Tennessee team on the road and barely lost. They ran into a good LSU team on the road and barely lost. You so, fall for the name. I know. I'm in you love are. with Nick Saban. So. And the SEC. I mean, what was that? Three? Three SEC three teams. Three SEC teams in your top four. So. That's that bias. It's the SEC bias. It's the SEC but, bias. They threw you a bag to say that. Yeah, they did. 100%. Thanks for the check, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Thanks but, for the... I didn't get a check, but... But I, I just honestly believe that if you take those four teams and put them on a neutral site versus anybody, I think that those four teams are all favored. I think, in yeah, those games. that's a fair, that's a fair argument. So. I, I could agree with that kind of, yeah, hundred percent. But, uh, you know, I think that's gonna wrap things up for uh, our 23rd episode, first episode in front of a camera. I mean, it's new for us and, uh, you know, we're excited to get it out on YouTube, you know, out on the tube. So, I mean, if you're hearing this, on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you know, pop over to YouTube, subscribe to that channel, you know, come see our setup and, uh, you know, roast us, roast our fits or something, you know, check us out. And uh, we're on other socials. Um, Instagram and TikTok is going to be the Play Action Pod. And uh, for Twitter, it's going to be Play Action Pods, plural, I believe. So, you know, follow us on there. We'll give you updates on when we're coming out with new episodes. But, um, you know, with that being said, we'll see you guys on Sunday for a recap.